You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I want to welcome you back to the Seven Transformations podcast, where we talk all kinds of things about personal growth, transformation, creating a life you love, uh, entrepreneurism, following your passions, all these kinds of things. You know, if you're into that kind of stuff, then thank you for joining me. If you've been here since the beginning or for a while, let me know how I've been doing. You know, I, I love to hear feedback and and see how this show's evolution has grown along with the people listening. So just wanted to open up with that. So thank you again so much for being part of this episode with me. Today, I want to talk to you about three measurements for creating a successful product, you know, creating a successful journey, a service. I have had a lot of experiences in the last couple months with creating this podcast, creating a ton of content, um, and even competing, you know, obviously competing in my own profession. It's a very subjective profession, ballroom dancing, and that requires, you know, marketing yourself in a certain way. Obviously, there's no finish line. So, all of these things combined, all these experiences, they, what they add up to is they've given me kind of a, a way to quantify or to create some kind of formula to evaluate uh, like anything that you're doing to make it successful, you know, whether it's content or, you know, you're, you're bringing some business idea forward, whatever it is, there's three things. And those three things are quality, value, and attention. And these are from my own experience in the last, you know, two, three years of basically competing pretty frequently in ballroom dancing. I went to about over 25, 30 competitions in the last three years. Uh, and I've also just, like I said, created a lot of content, videos, podcasts, uh, guided meditations. I've experimented with a lot of different platforms. So this is, these are a product of my experience in that. And I'm, not saying that I'm some super successful guru, uh, but I'm also not super new at it either. And these are my thoughts on it. So hopefully these will contribute to wherever you are in your process. You know, the first part is quality. Quality is the baseline nature of what you're doing. And it's very important when we look at quality that we understand that it has both objective measurements and experiential measurements of quality. And notice that I did not say uh, subjective or things like good or bad. We're going to leave that up to value because ultimately quality is just the quality of something. You know, we, we tend to think of quality and, and, and collapse it with value in the sense is, is it good or bad for me? Uh, you know, and, and that those two things are separate. If I look at the quality of a tree, for example... You know, I can describe its sensory or experiential information. It's brown, you know, bark. It's rough on the outside. It has, you know, green leaves. Those are all qualitative measurements, and they're experiential measurements. They don't give me an idea of 
anything you know good or bad about it but there's also quite you know, objective measurements too like it is you know 30 feet tall it is you know three feet wide at its widest diameter it has you know xyz so all of those things combined together to form the quality so how does that apply to your product and your you know service or whatever you're doing if you're creating content if you're creating a service the quality of that service is the experiential information being conveyed you know the experience that you're trying to give to somebody the details that are present there if i'm if i'm gonna create a, a massage parlor okay i want to make sure the rooms are on point that they have light that they have you know beautiful music that the, the painting is done right you know all these things create the general nature or the the experience of it you know i also want to make sure that the quantitative you know the measurable measurable parts of the quality are there too what's the quality of it well the quality of a massage is cost you know how much is it going to cost what's the length of it you know what is the average um, experience of my massage therapist that kind of thing so those are all kind of contribute to the quality so when you create something of quality you have to look at both the things that are measurable in that industry and you know the things that are also experiential for the customer you know when i was creating a lot of writing and podcasts and this kind of stuff early on i had to look at other people and how they did it to see okay what what is like the baseline level of quality that i need to create you know based on formatting based on audio quality you know and that has nothing to do with good or bad it's just like for example audio quality you want to make sure that there's no noise you know that is that is a quality of of the experience you know i don't want to have any noise is it bad that you have noise well you know it's not pleasurable it's not optimum but it it reduces the quality if there is a lot of noise in your recording same with formatting or, or content I mean, content these days has to be so high in quality if you're creating content that is the number one first thing you have to evaluate is it quality content meaning is it formatted right you know, in a sense, like, is it is it formatted very, in an organized way? Is it clear? Is it, you know, uh, presentable? Those kinds of things are, even in dancing, too, when we dance, the first thing that judges will look at is, is it, you know, clear? Is it readable movement? Do I understand what you're doing? Is it something that I can notice? You know, and then the next part to that is value. And we talked about value being subjective and being linked to things like good or bad. And I say that because value is is a subjective sense of, okay, is your quality relevant to me? You know, like what's the target market? What, you know, do, is there a need for, for your product? Um, is there a trend that people are looking for and you happen to be a product in there? So quality comes first. But the next part is, is there a value to what you're producing? Because you could have something of very high quality, but if there's no value to it, then there is going to be a big obstacle for your success. Likewise, there could be a great value for what you're doing, but if the quality is low, then you know people will still buy it, but it couldn't you know, as soon as the value and the quality come in play for another product, 
that could be a problem, you know? So we're constantly weighing these things. So value is its relevance, essentially. Is it relevant to something else? And we say good or bad as these objective measurements of something, but really, you know, good or bad, <laughs> good or bad doesn't really exist. What's good to you may be bad for me and so on. So really a better word is relevance, you know, for value. Value is all about relevance. Is it relevant? Is the content that I'm creating relevant for, you know, my target market? Is it relevant for my story? Is it authentic? You know, a big part of value to most people these days, especially with content, is is that is it authentic? You know, we want to see authentic things. A big value for something like a service industry is your relatability, your customer service, your warmth, your trust, your inspiring that sense of comfort and safety and so on. So, you know, you could have good quality massage therapists that have been trained for 20 years and you could have the most beautifully decorated rooms and waterfalls inside and all these things that create quality. But the value is not there. Maybe there's a demand for your product even. Maybe there's a demand for massages in your area and you have an amazing high quality staff and high quality room experience. But the the customer service is like terrible. Well, then that's going to affect the value. You know, so ultimately these things are all related and all important. And the final part to this puzzle in my experience is attention. And attention is probably the most subjective in the sense that it is the most difficult to control. You know, we can control quality. That's absolute in the sense that I can control the quality of what I'm creating. And can I control the value? Well, sort of, to some extent. I can't control market trends. I can't control, you know, demand in my area. But I can control whether or not the experience that they get is valuable. And I can also create value through the quality that I'm conveying to somebody who doesn't necessarily have an opinion one way or another, but they're willing to try what I have to offer. The quality that I have, if it's very high, will create value to them if the experience is good enough. You know, so all those things you can control. But attention is one thing where it's a little difficult because attention is really a huge factor in success of anything. Um, and I'll give you an example. I'm part of this app called Insight Timer. And Insight Timer, if you don't know, is a huge app for like meditators and people who publish guided meditations and, and you know relaxing music and all this stuff. So I play the piano, if you don't know that. Um, and I, I've launched my own album. I have even created some guided meditations. And I really want to start doing that a lot next year and creating some uh, personal growth courses and things like that. But Insight Timer, what it does is I submit one piece of content every Friday and they put me in front of on the like new today list, meaning everybody on the app gets to see me for 24 hours. And that has been absolutely amazing because because of that attention, because people were looking and because the quality was there, I made sure that you know, everything was formatted really nice. The audio quality was there. All the, you know, the, the measurable things were there. I made sure that the value was there in the sense that, okay, am I creating a piece of content that is valuable, that is relatively in demand on the app? Yes. Is it quality? Yes. Now, when I get the attention, I mean, I've had in, you know, in 17 pieces of content, 
on average like 1200 plays for each one. So, uh, you know, some have been higher and lower, but the point is, you know, to have that level of exposure for the attention made a huge difference in the success, you know, and that's one thing with content that's very important. And also your products and services is factoring in attention. Attention is very important. And attention comes in many ways on online. Obviously people can give you attention and we, we gauge it by engagement, you know, like the kind of attention, like a like on Facebook doesn't mean anything, but if somebody is commenting and, you know, talking about, stuff, then that is much more valuable attention. That is like a real estate of consciousness, you know, in the sense that you've occupied some space in people's minds and attention throughout the day to where they can actually spend the time and talk to you about whatever you're doing. And to me personally, what I've noticed in the last, whatever, couple of years is, you know, like for example, in ballroom dancing, you know, compare it to what I do again, you could be a really good dancer, but if nobody's looking at you, then you can't be judged you know, so if somebody's looking at you and you get that attention, you get the opportunity, then you got to make sure that your quality is there and that there's value in what you're doing. So attention is is kind of like an on-off switch. You know, you got to make sure quality and value are there, that you're, you're high levels in that. But when attention is on, boom, that's, that's the chance to really make it. So in that sense, you always got to work on your process. You always got to work on your baseline skills because you never know when you're going to get the platform to to talk about what you want to talk about or to 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 show somebody what you have and in that other sense it's it's also important to to realize that there are many ways that we can get attention and to leverage all of them for me personally what i was going to say is that in-person attention to be able to talk to people one-on-one to me has been like way more valuable at least in my business uh of of providing you know coaching and, and dance instruction and things like that it's been way more valuable to just be networking with people because i have actual physical relationship with them by giving them the time of day and giving each other eyeballs in person that creates a more meaningful connection than any kind of information on a screen and your personal relationships are super important for for the attention of, of leveraging the attention against your quality and value. You know, you you have to always work on your quality. You have to constantly develop yourself. But in the meantime, also develop your relationships. And you never know. You'll talk to somebody. You'll share about what you're doing. You, you, you know, talk about your business, your ideas, something like that. And somebody will give you an attention to that idea. And boom, you never know where it's going to lead. So you've got to be ready. And same thing with, you know, with competing or anything else you know, in, in my profession, it is very similar to a lot of other things out there because a lot of things out there don't have a finish line for success. It is about opportunity. It's about timing. It is about being, you know, subjective evaluation. So it's no different than a dance competition in my mind, you know, so you have to be ready for when that attention strikes because it is unfortunately a big factor in the success. There's so many wonderful people who are singers. They're athletes, all kinds of crazy human achievements, but how do you, do we know about them? No, we don't. We don't because the attention isn't on there. Where the attention goes, something grows. I've said that before, and that's why attention is very important. So ultimately, you know, that's your QVA analysis. That's my quality, value, and attention analysis, and it must be in order. First, you got to look at quality, 
You have to be able to have something of quality. If you don't have quality, then you can get attention or there could be value in what you're doing. It doesn't matter. You know, and likewise, if there's value in what you're doing, but you don't get attention, then it's also not going to be successful. So they all go in order. And if you are stuck and you're not getting the results that you want in your business or, you know, whatever else in your ideas, then you have to look at, do a QVA analysis, you know, look at, okay, is my quality on point? You know, let me see, let me evaluate it and compare it to other parts, you know, that I've been doing that were successful or compare it to other people who have been successful in your field and improve your technique, improve your conditioning. You know, in dancing, in this book I'm writing, I talk about technique and conditioning and every industry has its technique and conditioning. You know, in ballroom dancing, we have our, our physical techniques that we use to accomplish the things, but that's the same in any industry. Your technique your ability, your knowledge in what you're doing, how skilled are you at it, and your conditioning, your your ability to physically do the repetitions, those are going to impact your quality. And, you know, if your quality is spot on and you know it's good, you know, relatively, you know, let's say what's the baseline level of quality, boom, I'm there, or let's say I'm even above that, and you're still not getting results, then look at the value. Is there, you got to do more research. Is it targeted enough? Am I... You know, am I specific with my words? Am I specific with my marketing? Am I, you know, am I doing this just because I think I'll make an extra buck or is it authentically tied to my story? You know, those are things that really impact value and whether people find value or not or whether you are marketing to an area that needs what you are offering. You know, so that's very important. And the final one, obviously, is attention. And if you have quality and if you have value, but you're still not getting the results you want, you have to see what kind of attention you are getting because maybe you're not getting out there enough. Maybe you're not talking enough to people. Maybe, you know, your marketing online is is just nowhere. Like nobody knows who you are because you could have both quality and value. There could be value to what you're doing. You could be providing value through the experience. You could have a very high quality product, but if only your family and friends know about it, then that means you aren't doing the due diligence to get yourself out there, whether it's in person or on marketing or risking some of your funds and investing and actually getting the word out there. So you have to look at each of these when you do a QVA analysis and see where is it that you're lacking and why. You've got you got to ask yourself why. You know, and and to each, you know, there's a physical answer like with quality for example, uh, you know, I, there's something missing in quality, okay, I need to format this better or whatever. But really there's also a psychological or spiritual reason why that is lacking and you got to find that because that's really what matters you know when you look at let's say you're i don't know you have a blog or something and the quality of your post is not very well formatted but you don't really want to format it better because maybe deep down inside you're afraid of you know going into that and and making it better formatting cuz it just seems really intimidating to you the whole process well that part you need to fix inside so that your quality can have a breakthrough you know, if, you know, getting attention for your product, even though you have high quality and value and you're, you're resisting that because 
let's say you're ultimately afraid of talking to people about what you have or what you believe in or whatever, then you have to fix that in order to get attention and get a breakthrough in attention. It's it's ultimately you got to focus on the things that you can control, which is inside. And that's what's going to give you a breakthrough on those things externally, on the quality and the value and attention, all that stuff. So take a look at your life. Do a QVA analysis. Let me know what you find out. So I'm really eager to hear. I hope this has been a useful episode. So three measurements for success, successful product, uh, successful service, you know, and just success in life, quality, value, and attention. Always keep them in mind. Make sure you're scoring high on all three and everything you do. And if you're not, take an honest look and see why not, you know. And if you listen to the episode on comparison a couple weeks ago, compare those two states. See why isn't it working and use it productively. Say, okay, what can I use from this comparison and how can I generate some actions towards making it better? If my quality is not on point and I know how it should be, then let me compare those two standards and see what's missing and take action on it. Not shut down and you know give up on it and quit. So take a look. Let me know what you think. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and looking forward to more of these types of conversations in the coming weeks as we talk about goal planning, you know, setting your intentions, having a sense of urgency. And really just creating a life that you love. That's really one of the central themes to this show. So I want to thank you so much for being part of it today. I wish you a wonderful rest of your week and see you Friday for some more interviews. Have a good one. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at the 7transformationscom 